Anderson, and welcome to Light On, Light Through, episode 57. I'm a progressive libertarian. Well, people often ask me how I would describe myself politically. Actually, not only people, but these days, places such as Facebook, when you're filling out your profile. I don't much like labels, but recently I've begun to list myself when I can write in rather than choose from a group of options, I've begun to list myself as a progressive libertarian. And in fact, this past August 2008, I wrote a little blog piece in my paullevinson.blogspot.com blog entitled, I'm a Progressive Libertarian. So I thought I would now do a podcast on this same subject, since the blog has attracted a lot of interest and, oh, about 30 comments and some good discussion and debate uh, over on the blog. Well, to begin with, number one, I'm a libertarian. I agree completely with Thomas Jefferson that the greatest threats to our freedom and well-being come from government whether democratically elected or not. Now, certainly Hitler and Stalin tragically proved that. I think our Constitution in general, and the Bill of Rights in particular, must be strictly adhered to. Of course, not all of our amendments are exactly the same in what their wording prohibits. The First Amendment's provision that, quote, Congress shall make no law, unquote, abridging freedom of speech and press means just that, no law, period. In contrast to the Second Amendment's provision that the right to bear arms, quote, shall not be infringed, unquote, which I take to mean that laws regulating weapons are constitutional as long as they do not, quote, infringe, unquote, on lawful citizens who bear arms. The 14th Amendment and its provision that all limitations on the federal government and the Constitution apply to the states, municipalities, etc., is also crucial. So are other components of the Constitution. I believe it is ethically horrendous to send people to war without the declaration of war required by our Constitution. The United States has gone to war that way in every war we have fought since World War II. I also think that, in general, the government should keep its hands off commerce and business. I disagreed very strongly with the anti-monopoly suits against Microsoft because what they were doing was punishing the company which brought us the web and the Internet as we now know it. Now, let me add that... Certainly, any libertarian and a progressive libertarian, and I'll explain what I mean by progressive in a minute, needs to take a position on what the best response of government should be to the economic crisis that struck the United States in the fall of 2008 and is getting worse now at the beginning of 2009. Here's my view on that. I see the government as an antibiotic in economic terms. We're usually better off when we're fighting infection to let our body's immune system do the job. But if our lungs are filling with fluid from bacterial pneumonia, we'd better be taking antibiotics, that is, government intervention in the economy, as soon as possible. 
And I'd emphasize that the antibiotic intervention should be as massive as possible, and the government should be ready to try a new course of antibiotics as rapidly as possible if the courses being administered aren't working. And just as with any strong medication, once it has done its job, it should be withdrawn in a careful, measured way and as soon as possible. And let me also say, in general, as a libertarian, I want to see lower taxes for everyone except millionaires and billionaires whose taxes should be raised. Now, actually, I liked Barack Obama in this past election because he wanted to lower the taxes of everyone earning under $200,000 and raise them for everyone earning more than $250,000 a year. But I don't think he went far enough in that proposal. And in fact, what I would like to see are no income taxes whatsoever for anyone earning under a million dollars and then raise the income taxes of millionaires and billionaires to make up for that difference. And you know what? They'll still be millionaires and billionaires after that tax increase. Now, let me get to part two. I said I was a progressive libertarian, and here's what I mean by progressive. I think some government activities are not only necessary, but are ethically mandated. I want our government to do all in its power to eradicate social injustice and ensure equal rights for women, including a woman's right to decide whether or not to become a mother, gays, including the right to marry, and all minorities and majorities. The government should also make sure that people have sufficient health care and do not live in poverty. I also want the government to do what it can to support and stimulate science, research, and space exploration. Federal spending should be directed to all of these social, economic, and scientific imperatives. Now, neither the Democratic nor the Republican Party has been too good on the libertarian issues in the 20th and 21st century, and neither actually were Barack Obama or John McCain in the positions they were stating in the campaign. But Obama was far more progressive than McCain. So I voted for Obama in the New York primary, and I voted for him in November, and I'm happy that he was elected president. But I'm going to be watching the government with an ever-watchful eye, because it is a tough line to walk to be progressive on the one hand, but libertarian on the other. And I think they're equally crucial. Hello, this is David G. Hartwell. I'm a senior editor at Tor and Forge Books in New York. I've been editing science fiction since 1970. I've edited a lot of people over the course of my career, but I'm pleased to also be the editor of Paul Levinson. I edited his first novel, The Silk Code, and I edited his most recent novel, The Plot Saves Socrates, and all the books in between. Athens, 2042 A.D. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. 
Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Entertainment Weekly says the plot to save Socrates is challenging fun. The New York Daily News says it's a Da Vinci-esque thriller. And Curled Up with a Good Book says Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. And back with the flashes section. Did you see the article in Salon about a week ago by Heather Havrileski saying that she thought the new golden age of television was getting tarnished? It's not that good? Wow, she should have waited a little longer because I just want to mention that here's what's coming up uh, in 2009 in January and February in television. First of all, 24 and Lost, the two best series in many ways that have ever been on television, will be coming back with new seasons. So will Damages on the FX network. That'll be on January 7th. Battlestar Galactica will be coming back for its final season uh, on Friday, January 16th. Fringe will be resuming on January 20th. By the way, 24 will be debuting on the 11th and the 12th of January. Let's see. Lost will be coming back on the 21st. Life on Mars, a pretty good show on the 28th. Heroes will be back on February 2nd, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles on February 13th. Meanwhile, over on cable, The L Word is coming back for its last season in January. I've already reviewed the first four episodes over on InfiniteRegress.tv. And by the way, I'll be reviewing almost all those shows over on InfiniteRegress.tv in that blog, as well as on Levinson News Clips. Dot com, which is my television podcast. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Bones is continuing its uh, spectacular season four. So is The Unit. So I don't know what television Ms. Havrileski was watching, but uh, certainly not the television that I've been watching and love it. The Light on Light Through Podcast. That's the sweet music of our promo suite. And you're going to hear promos from Mike Thinks News, the savviest podcast in town. For Sean Farrell's patio book of my first novel, The Silk Code, we're just about out of time. I look forward to talking to you next time. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy. 
about the Mike Thinks podcast, www.mikethinks.com. News and current events with an opinion. The Mike Thinks podcast. It's the news you missed. www.mikethinks.com. Locus award-winning novel by Paul Levinson comes to life in this free podcast novel. Journey into the ancient world, witness the wonder of ages past, and join Phil D'Amato in a struggle against forces both ruthless and unseen. Visit www.thesilkcode.blogspot.com to learn more about the author and the novel. And subscribe today at patiobooks.com.